Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 90, all about state parks in the panhandle and up north. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Christina. And I'm Tanya. This week, we are sponsored by CampSpot. CampSpot takes making camping reservations easy with real-time pricing, top-rated camping destinations, and easy reservation systems. There's no need to call the campgrounds or wait for your booking to be accepted. CampSpot works directly with the campground reservation systems and guarantees you're always getting the best deal. Visit floridatravelpod.com slash CampSpot to get started. So I threw you by throwing in up north into the into the <laughs> intro. North, yeah. Hey, I handled it well. <laughs> so growing up where I did, we always went up north when you we were- are as north as it gets, Tanya. <laughs> Hate to but break it not, to you, but we were not because I was in I was in the Lower Peninsula. I wasn't up there in the the UP. There, still Michigan. <laughs> it doesn't get any more north than Michigan. In fact, I really think Michigan definition up north. Colon, Michigan. No, (laughs) that would be that would be Minnesota. (laughs) Oh, whatever. So we're talking this week about our state parks up north from us in the panhandle. (laughs) Everything is up north from us. (laughs) Everything. Not everything. Miami South. It's Florida. I don't think you understand how this works. Michigan folk. Uh, But I wanted to talk about um, our state park annual pass versus the national park annual pass. We've talked about um, getting a state park annual pass before. It is $120 a year for a family. You can also do a 60, I think it's a $60 per year for an individual. But if you want to go along with your family, the $120 is, is well worth it. It gets you plus your entire vehicle into the parks. And it's well worth to visit all of these state parks that we're talking about it is different than the national parks annual pass which you can also get which ironically is cheaper that one's 80 dollars, by the way maybe it's because there's not as many national parks versus well like you can't like go national park to national park to national park the way you can state parks that's true it's going to take you a long time and it's going to take you across the country to do that and sometimes even overseas but this is um, the national parks annual pass does not get you into the florida state parks and vice versa a state park annual pass does not get you into the florida or into the national parks that are in florida and we have talked about that way way long ago and lots and lots of times because we talk about the state parks a lot so this This week, we're going to cover the panhandle, and I do have this kind of going from west to east, so I'm going to start us off in Perdido, Perdido Key State Park. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. You know, um, I have to put full disclosure here. This panhandle area is not my area of expertise. No, but we have talked about some of these places before. And so I really wanted to cover how different these state parks are in the Mm -hmm. Panhandle area compared to the state parks that we're used to in the Central Florida and along the Gulf Coast area. There is regional differences. uh, There's a lot of differences and a lot of exciting things that you can do that you wouldn't think that you could do in the state of Florida, which we'll cover as we go down. But Perdido Key is about as far west 
places you can go in the state of Florida. It's in Pensacola. It is one of those perfect white sand beaches, rolling sand dunes. It's your perfect beach paradise. Surf fishing is popular here, which I did have to look up. That's just basically. I was just about to say, could you please explain what surf? <laughs> do you like surf and I, fish at the I same thought. time? <laughs> that's what I thought. I'm like, well, that is challenging. No, it is just. Especially if this gets hooked something on your pole. (laughs) (laughs) I just said a really funny image in my head. (laughs) You hang on to the rod and it's pulling you along. This is why I left this in here. Just for you. No, it's really, you know how you see people along the shore and they're fishing from the beach. Not off of a pier, not off of a oh, boat. They're surf just fishing, fishing into not, the surf. Not the actual like act of surfing. Exactly. <laughs> but if you've ever been in the Pensacola area, they've got really, really beautiful beaches. They're just that perfect, perfect white sand. Nice and soft. It's it's definitely enjoyable. If you want to go to the state park, you're going to have fewer crowds because there is, you know, of course, an entry fee. Um, surf the noun and surf the verb. I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on that. (laughs) Not surfing fishing, surf fishing. Well, surf is still a verb. Right. But it's also a noun. It's a homeschool lesson. It is. (laughs) Thank you, Christina. (laughs) Yellow River Marsh Preserve is um, just north of Pensacola. It is located in Milton, Florida. This one was really neat because it is one of the last remaining tracks of wet prairie which I didn't know that there was a thing. Me either. I always think of prairie as these dry, big grassy, grassy area. And then you think of, you know, if you're going to think of wet grass, you're thinking of wetlands and you're thinking of like Everglades. Swampy. Swampy. Yeah, this is wet prairie. And it's also the largest community of pitcher plants. Now, have you clicked on this link? Take a look at these pitcher plants. What what would you describe them as? Um. Ooh. They they look like veins. They do. They are. They are like these tubular plants. They look like a trumpet with veins. Yes, a trumpet. That's a good word for it. They are carnivorous plants. Oh yes. They trap, but they're not a Venus flytrap. But they're not a Venus flytrap. They're not Audrey (laughs) Two. But they trap insects and absorb their nutrients. And I mean, just look at these pictures. There's hundreds of them. But it is because it's the largest community of these pitcher plants. So they have, there's no fee to enter. They just have a short nature trail that takes you where all the pitcher plants are in abundance. So, so what you a can great be little eaten by a plant. Well, Sorry. are you an insect? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know sometimes we bug I'm pretty each sure other. my brothers have called me an insect <laughs> once or twice. Ponce de Leon Springs State Park, not to be confused with Delion Springs, because everything in the state we relate to it's Ponce, de Leon. Ponce de Leon, who never left the area he landed, by right. the way. Yeah. He, so why are we naming things for him way up north? No clue. But this is another one of those popular springs. You can swim and snorkel here. Um, there are a few short trails to hike. You can bird watch but again there are plentiful springs in the north florida too we've talked about them in kind of the central or like the north central area before but uh, springs are prevalent along this trail that i'm kind of taking you along where is the highest waterfall falling water state park (laughs) 
How did you know that? I'm smart. <laughs> I always thought that we didn't have waterfalls here. Well, I mean, let's just be honest here. Falling waters is a sinkhole. It is, but there's still <laughs> water that falls out of it. Therefore, it is a waterfall. <laughs> it's, let's you talk about definitions cover again. Sinkholes <laughs> in the sinkhole trail, but it's a hundred foot drop. It is a hundred. I mean, that is a pretty decent size waterfall yeah. right there, and the picture is very pretty. So this is. Um, I like how they put it on on the website though. The water's final destination is unknown. <laughs> This is in Chipley, Florida. It's a few miles south of I-10. They do have uh, camping there, and it is one of the highest elevations in Florida. I mean, it's not much. It's still 324 feet above sea level, but it's still, we talk about... There's nothing in Florida that's very high. Right, exactly. But if you're in Florida, if you're in the northern Florida area... And you want to hike some waterfalls, we have it. We always talk about where we go out of state for some of these things. We really don't need to go out of state for anything. Oh, that was that brings me back to what we talked. I was starting to say this earlier on that um, we we were talking about regional differences in Florida, yeah. you know, so like you're going to find all the beaches and the sun and then you move a little further in the south. And then in the middle part, there's a lot more foresty and like big jungly. wooded trees and yeah, and jungly. And, and then you move even further north and you have it's they're all th- it's like three completely different um, ecosystems. Uh, landscapes, ecosystems. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, I think there's even one on here I may have put, I'll, I'll when we get to it, we'll, we'll see if I put it in here or not, where it had several different ecosystems just within the state park itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but that brings me to caves. We've talked about this. What a unique place to go is the Florida Cavern State Park. It's just north of Falling Waters, which makes sense if you're going to have waterfalls, you may also have caves. Yeah, I, I love that place. Um, I, is that isn't the one that has the snorkeling, is it? No, that is underwater cave exploration. Again, I know I have that on our list. Devil's so Den. Keep listing. Yeah, there's that too. Uh, this is the Florida Cavern State Park is just one of the only places to see caves in Florida. You can take a guided cave tour and the times change depending on the season so make sure you're checking out their website during the summer they do have seven days a week but after labor day it's only thursday through monday so if you you know make sure you're planning your um planning your trips around that if that is a bucket list item to see i've been to caverns all over the country. And this place really holds up. It's not like you're getting some cheap knockoff version of a cavern. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I think that's really cool. Again, you think, oh, Mammoth Caves in Kentucky or... Luray Caverns in Virginia. I think it's Virginia. Yeah. And there's even caves in like South Dakota, but... Excuse me. But again... We have everything here. Mm-hmm. We don't ever need to leave. No. Don't leave me, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> Never leave. <laughs> I'll find you. I do have a couple others on this list. You'll have to go to our website to just to see the complete list. But in essence of time, let's pop over to St. Andrews State Park. This is a popular park in Panama City. This is the one. It has five distinct ecological landscape, including pines and dunes, coastal plants, 
Um, and you can swim, snorkel, surf, and camp here. Wow, that's really weird to have all in one park. Right. Yeah, and they do have some hurricane damage from the 2018 hurricane season. So be sure to check them out online as far as um, operational. You know, they're just doing things like fixing boardwalks and bridges and stuff like that. But it is, it's one of those, when you look at things to do in Panama City, St. Andrews always pops up. It's just such a beautiful park. And again, you're getting that Gulf Coast white sand beaches as well. And you can take a shuttle here to Shell Island. Oh boy. Yeah. (laughs) I can't take a shuttle. (laughs) Your ticket has been denied. (laughs) Your credit card does not work. (laughs) Okay. The next one is Toria tree or toria state park is named for the rare toria tree so this park looks over the apalachicola river and it's a popular place to camp and hike and it's where you go for it is even where you can go for some fall color a couple of things i was looking for listed that as a place to see some of the leaves turn in the fall which again we don't get a whole lot of here in florida or any the toria tree except there Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The Toria tree is one of the world's rarest trees. Hmm. I mean, again, who knew that we had these places in Florida? I have to ask Mike about this. He's a woodworker. So I wonder if he knows about the wood from the Toria tree. It is um, kind of like a cedar tree. They call it a stinking cedar because of the strong odor it gives when it's cut or bruised. So I'm not sure woodworkers would want to work with it. Yeah, okay. That's probably a bad idea. Um, It does. um, But they say it's, you know, the purposes were fence posts, shingles, and it does kind of look like a short stumpy christmas tree ah it's very pretty but you don't want to cut it and put it in your house (laughs) right maybe yeah exactly don't don't cut that way i mean i don't know how long it smells once you cut it does it smell bad or does it smell like cedar like really strong cedar stinking so strong odor i don't know I haven't gone and cut the tree myself since it is rare and i haven't gone to toria state i think i figured out what i'm going to give you for christmas oh boy (laughs) maybe you can leave me (laughs) a love-hate relationship yes so i but i think again you know if you're into forestry or looking at different types of trees toria state park is a great place that they're where they're protecting this rare and endangered tree okay the next one edward ball wakula springs We've talked about this place. This is, um, and actually this is going to pop up on one of our other episodes. I know you were doing some research here. Uh, This is home to one of the world's largest and deepest freshwater springs. And it's certainly the largest and deepest in Florida. You can take a boat tour to see the springs. You can witness manatees and alligators. You can stay, there is a lodge here. So you don't have to camp if you wanted to visit the state park and stay for a little bit longer. Is just south of Tallahassee, so it makes for a great vacation in our state's capital. And I believe Wakula Springs is where we had the legend of the largest alligator. Oh, yeah. Where we um, talked about that a few episodes, a few, maybe several seven, episodes, seven or eight episodes. episodes. Um, also, I remembered speaking about this one. So we always talked about the springs in Florida being constant 72 degrees yes. year round, but this one is actually 70 because it's, it's further north, it's deeper. So it's colder than the regular springs that you would find in Florida. Yeah, I think it is because it is deeper mm-hmm. too. And they also had um, some films done up there. The Tarzan, some of the Tarzan films were filled at, filmed at Wakula Springs. 
but it's beautiful sapphire water. And Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yes. The 1954 version, of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, just a real quick note on this one. Letchworth Love Mounds Archaeological State Park is home to Florida's tallest Native American ceremonial mound built between 1,000 and 1,800 years ago. This is... There's an interpretive trail to take you along the history. It's located in Tallahassee. It would really make a great add-on to the Wakula Springs um, National Park. So if you're in the area, you can pop over here and learn a little bit of our Native American history. Tanya. Yes, Christina. You know, we talk about supporting our podcast by things like Patreon. Um, but did you know that there's ways to support us that don't cost anything? Yes, I did. You know, when you go to our website, your traffic tells Google that we're a relevant site and then they're willing to place ads on our site that help pay for things like our website. It's a great little circle of life, isn't it? <laughs> yep. And when you click on those links, we earn a small commission from the site when you buy something there and it doesn't cost you a dime. That is amazing. It is really little things like this that actually mean a lot to us. So you can, how do, how do you support us again? visit us at floridatravelpod.com. Fantastic. Madison Blue Spring is what I like to call um, our, our president's row of counties. If you've ever <laughs> driven along I-10 and you go through Washington County, Madison oh, yeah. County, Jefferson County, Lee County, uh, Madison Blue Spring is located up there in Madison County and it's been voted the number one swimming hole in the country. So of course that makes it the number one swimming hole in Florida. It's very, very big. Yeah. 25 feet deep and yes. 82 feet wide. Oh, this is the one that's popular for cave diving. Yeah. This uh, is what you were thinking of when we were talking about the caverns. I think you can do maybe some cave diving up in the caverns. I'd have to look at that. But this one does say that it's popular for cave diving. Huh. This fun. So make sure you check this one because this says as of February 17th that the Madison Blue Springs State Park is closed to swimming due to limited visibility caused by high river levels. So, I mean, it's probably something that might happen when we're in a rainy season. Oh, but as of February, it's not a rainy season. You're right. It's so not. But who knows I, but what it'll bring this summer then. It did rain at that point. That was, what, a week ago? And we did have some rain. So maybe just, you know, check, check to make sure. It, I don't know what causes that to happen in that area but for some reason if it rains a lot it causes limited visibility well we're going to talk about some high water levels in another state park coming up but next up is the suwanee river state park and the suwanee river wilderness trail so in live oak florida this historic river and park have a chain of public and private campsites where you can canoe or kayak along the famous river these are river camps Along the river where, you, you know, you can make this a multi-day trip. I know people who have done that, that have done um, kayaking down the Sewanee River, and they bring all their camping gear and camp along the Wilderness Trail. Or you can just go to the state park. And just go for a ride down the river. And go for a ride down the a ride down the river? Yes. Okay. You ride in a canoe or a kayak. <laughs> there you go. Well, as you're doing this, you have to go to Stephen Foster Folk Culture Center State Park. It's also along the Suwannee River. And this is named for the composer that made the river famous. Do you know the song, Christina? Um, are we talking about Way Down Upon a Suwannee River? Way Down Yonder. On a Chattahoochee. No. no way down 
That's way down yonder on the Tattahoochee, different location. Oh. This is way down upon a Swanee River. Okay. I'm not going to sing it for you. <laughs> you are correct. Way down upon the Swanee River, far, far away. Yes, That's listen, far, if you've ever away. played an instrument, it's going to be one of the first things you ever play. Well, they have the Folk Culture Center, which celebrates the composer as, long, as well as the Florida Folk Festival every year, which we've talked about. Yes, we have an episode on Florida festivals. Yes, and this is a weekend full of folk music, and it happens over Memorial Weekend. You can camp there. Highly recommend you make your reservations early because this one sells out um, and the campsites are booked. Speaking of reservations, I'm just going to say this as a camper. Um, state parks in Florida, if you do not make your reservation a year in advance, the only way you're going to get a reservation is if you sit there and wait for a cancellation. There are some places where you can also go and do um, campsite yeah, um, non-state parks. They call them. Yeah, I was looking at the Facebook pages and some of them are called campsite catch and release. Yes, catch and release. But it's very hard and you have to be on top of it. So if you want that reservation, you're either going to make the decision to just sit there for a couple of days and be on top of it the whole time. Or you're going to make your reservation a year out because the way that it is now, it's impossible. I did notice that they have updated their reservation system and it's very easy to check um, not only the park that you want to go to, but it tells you, oh, you might not be able to get into the Stephen Foster Folk Culture Park, but you can get into this nearby park and it's, you know, 10 minutes, 10 miles away or 20 miles away or 153 miles away, which is not convenient. <laughs> not convenient. But um, regardless, if you're looking to say, oh, maybe I want to camp a couple weeks from now, let's see where I can go and let me just pick a place and it tells me what places have availability. There's other non-state park campgrounds that are very good. Like that's how we got away with it. We just camped in parks that were not state park campgrounds and you can find your way through that way. But I'm just giving fair warning because I don't want anyone to be disappointed. Right. And I mean, this is also, we're talking about, yeah, we're talking about the state parks, but Camp Spot, obviously, yeah. our sponsor this week. We've talked about how you can find some of those non-state park campsites, but then still go into the state park. Mm-hmm. Um, We've done that plenty of times. Big Shoals State Park is where you can get your class three whitewater rapids. In Florida. Again, another thing you don't think of in Florida, you don't think about whitewater rafting, but when the water level here is between 59 and 61 feet, the river Big Shoals can get up to the class three whitewaters. My guess is, is that even if it's not that high, you're still getting class two whitewater. So you can park and hike a mile to the hiking trail. There is no vehicle access to the rapids. So if you're going to canoe or kayak, you have to do it through Little Shoals Park. And you really should only attempt this if you are an experienced kayaker. I don't know, even though I kayak regularly, I don't know that I would kayak... Um, whitewater rapids, class three whitewater kayak, rapids. Yeah, yeah, no, maybe a raft. You do but. want to have a special kayak for that as well. You want ha- you want to have one that's made for that and that can kind of help steer and navigate through there. But if you are an experienced kayaker or canoeer, I mean, you can canoe. I don't know that I would canoe down these whitewater rapids either, but it is definitely right, um, yeah. an adventure to have in Florida. We have a lot of those. 
Uh, Alusti Battlefield Historic Park. You've mentioned this mm-hmm. on some of our where to go for historic places. This is where Florida's largest Civil War battle took place. Yep. And then um, the newest addition to our state parks was Ruth Kirby Gilcrest Blue Springs. And do you notice a trend here? There's a couple of blue, blue, <laughs> right? And there's also in Deland, there is Blue Springs State mm-hmm. Park. There are, so you have to be careful when you're looking for Blue Springs State Park. There's Blue Spring, there's Blue Springs, there's Madison Blue Spring, there's Gilcrest Blue Spring. But either way, this one is the newest addition to our state parks, which pleases me because we're still adding places to our state park system. So even if you've been to some of these places before, um, you can visit now as with a state park pass holder. This is um, is a popular spring, so you want to get there early um, or visit during the week. And it's right there between Lake City and Gainesville, so you can paddle the springs. Um, they have a paddle run to the Santa Fe River. I like the Santa Fe River. I know we've talked about that before. I didn't want to go too far into the San in, into this area because I felt like we're getting out of the Panhandle now. Yeah, we're yeah. heading <laughs> towards Jacksonville, towards you know North Florida, Gainesville, Lake, Lake City. City. Yeah, exactly. So this covers just kind of our highlights of the state parks in the Panhandle. But you can see what a variety from you know white sand beaches to deep blue springs to waterfalls to waterfalls caves white waters endangered trees where are you going i am going to the waterfall in falling waters i'm going to florida caverns state park since they're so close right Right? yeah and Actually, you know, I think I want to go to the archaeological park. Nice. Yeah. And that was such an easy park to get to. And those are all relatively close together. You could make a a long weekend out of visiting all three of those state Mm -hmm. parks. I want to do Wakula Springs. I want to stay in the lodge. The lodge looks amazing. I can't wait to talk about it in a couple of episodes. And I would love to go to Perdido Springs. It just looked absolutely beautiful. And I want to do the folk culture state park. I'd love to go to the folk folk music festival. Yes, that would be so much fun. Okay. It is time for our featured Florida product of the week. Each week we share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the week. And this week I found Sailor's Siren. This is owned and operated by mother-daughter duo Michelle and Whitney. Uh, Sailor Siren is your beaches headquarters for home and gift essentials that carry the salty southern life. I found them because they have shark tooth pendants and earrings that are beautifully encased in gold settings. Take a look at these, Christina. Hold on a second. I okay. adjusted my seat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll pull it up for you. They have a lot of different things to offer, but I really thought their shark tooth um, jewelry was very interesting. Here, I've got it pulled up. And these look like actual shark oh, tooth. Yes, they and they do. are. They're encased in gold and they've got rings, pendants, Much earrings. bigger shark tooth shark teeth than I've ever found. Well, okay. Yeah. This one's a Megalodon pendant oh, yeah. too. You can also get that. I mean, but you know, they're polished and very what a pretty unique, and unique. Yeah. yeah. What a unique gift. So shop, um, you can shop them at sailorsiren.com. Stay tuned to see where we're going to next week. 
Make sure you are following us on social media, Facebook and Instagram. We are at Flora Travel Pod, or you can go to the website, floratravelpod.com. All of our show notes are there with all of the links to the things that we talked about in the show. We like to share about our most recent travels. We do stories and pictures, and we most of the time we'll write up a big write up about the area that we are, um, that we are putting a picture up about. So if you have um, any suggestions or additions to the things that we talk about, go ahead and email us at hello at floratravelpod.com. You can support the Florida Travel Pod by following us or leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player. It really helps that algorithm and helps other people discover our content. And if you do enjoy our content, consider supporting us on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod and we're going to give you shout outs, postcards, stickers, whatever it is that you want. If you support us, it really does allow us to dedicate more time to research the best content from the Sunshine State. Where are we going next week, Christina? Cocoa Beach. Yes, but that's it for this week. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. Stay sunny, everyone. Bye.